last night we had a we had a uh, young life leadership thing where all the leaders got together and did a few things. It was really sweet. But one thing that our new air director Andy had us do was go around table at Starbucks and say, "And if you really knew me, okay." So, which is like a it's just a great mixer slash icebreaker. Like yeah. if you really knew me, and then you tell an interesting fact slash thing that happened right to you. So. What would yours be? Um, but okay. like, also, if you're like me at all, I was supposed to go first, and it took me until almost everybody was done to come up with one. Yeah. And then it was just a. I mean, like when we were driving away, I was like, oh, why didn't I do that? <laughs> one that I keep in my things. back pocket is I have a couple that I keep in my back pocket. One is like, um, that I speak a little bit of Mandarin, you know, because there you go because my wife speaks Mandarin and she was raised in China. One I keep in my back pocket is I have, <laughs> I've read all the Harry Potter books eight times. Ooh. And I think I'm at four and, um, including one time through, um, out loud to my children in all the accents. I love it. Um, and so that's, those are a couple I kind of keep in my back pocket. Humble brag. Yeah. I, the one, you, what was that? Nothing. What are, uh, are you whispering one. to the audience about yes. me behind my back in front of my face? Yes. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the furthest we've ever sat apart while doing this. Yeah, we're <laughs> it pretty makes far it apart. Easier to yeah, do so that you're right just now. you're just you're just, <laughs> you're just picking on the fact that I. It, it's like you're 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 picking on something about me that is like it's it's like it's a it's a problem that I'm having that it it's like. It's like you're making fun of something that's oh, broken in me. My gosh. The only reason I would ever even tiptoe into the land of talking about this is because your wife does it openly and freely. <laughs> I, it, so, like, I know that Christy... It's the biggest smile on her face. Has, she's like, you can't hear. And it's like, an in, there are times when it'll happen and she'll just look at me and smile. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, we have an inside joke about this. It's a, It happened the other day. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You still didn't realize this. Oh, no. I don't remember where we were. I I cannot. I can't remember where it was or when it was. And Maddie was speaking to you, and she looked at me and was just like, "He has no idea what I just said." And I was like, "Oh no, he didn't hear you, baby." <laughs> and you were like, "Was it true?" Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Maddie. I don't remember what you said. I don't, remember, I don't remember what she said. I don't remember where we were. Where, where did we overlap in the past five days? Church, but before that. Yeah. Um, we came over to your house on Tuesday night last week. Ice Cream Olympics. Yeah, you guys were at my house on Tuesday. It night. was after both those things. I don't remember where it was, okay. though. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's, I've got my microphone upside down. You look like Bono. Down, yeah. Like uh, John Jackson. That's also how Bono does it. That's awesome. He'll just, he just does this. <laughs> so... Uh, what was your um so what as you were driving away from starbucks first of all what was your lame one that you gave oh there was like the summer after my the summer going into my senior year of high school a few friends of mine and i rolled the same dude's house like three weekends in a row And we were on the baseball does team he, with him, and he still doesn't know. Does that he it was listen us. to this podcast? Heck no. Okay. <laughs> There's no way. What if he does? No. 
I was thinking today, it would be so cool if we had one listener that was like extremely wealthy and then they decided to sponsor us and then we got paid to do this. If they decided to buy me an air conditioning unit, that's yes. what you meant to say. Yes, if if Powell Brothers Heating and Heating and Air sponsored this podcast. Yeah. It's ancient and new NIL. brought to you by Powell Brothers Heating yeah, and Air. Yeah, it's just an NIL deal for yes. us. It's ancient new brought to you by Cook's Comfort Systems. Cook's, looky, looky, looky. So, uh, oh, that's Cook's <laughs> Pest Control. Okay, so that was your lame one. What was the one that you were driving away in your car and you're like, ah? Oh. I was a high school Spanish teacher for two days. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because we were going to the school I taught at. Oh, gosh. And I was just like, wait, why didn't I say this? Oh, my word. That's right. And like your, your like Clinton High School teaching badge is like still hanging up in the church office. Yeah, okay. I think it could technically still get me into the high school. Like it's one of those wow. things. Like you touch it on the wow. thing and you get in. It's 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 got some circuitry in it. Do you think they owe me money because mm. I taught there for two days? Um, no, and in fact, that job was going to cost you like eighteen thousand dollars. Oh, you're right. A year. <laughs> Your certification for a couple of years was going to cost you like eighteen. Well, I had grand. to get a master's degree, and that was not <laughs> communicated to me. <laughs> hey. Do you want to do this job? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. I love I, I love high schoolers. I, I really care about them. I like the Spanish language. I really love sounds, the idea of yeah teaching kids about the culture of. I mean, if Spain. I've got to have a full time job, then I, it, it might as well be you know being around people all the time and high school kids where I would want to do ministry. Again, you are speaking my love great. language right now. Oh, by the way, you have to get a master's degree and that's going to cost you $36,000. It was never articulate. Those words were never said to me. <laughs> the, the master's degree that you have to get in order to do this is going to cost you more than we will pay you in a year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like significantly more. Yeah. 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 So I wonder why people are leaving the teaching profession. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> this just got really sad. I got in and out in two days. Yeah. I was probably the, I mean, like I'm in the you, record books. You left the teaching profession so much faster in, like, than everybody Anderson else. Anderson County schools. I hold a couple of records and one of them is that I'm the, the shortest tenured teacher of all time. <laughs> Thomas Amazing. Hunter Cox, the shortest tenured teacher of all time. I don't think you were tenured buddy. Oh yeah, that's right. Wow. Okay, welcome to welcome, Ancient and welcome, welcome. Wow, I did, I did all the things that you normally do. I started the show and then I... Hey, Lee, do you want to start us off with some scripture? Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> what if I then said jinx and you couldn't speak the rest of the episode? Dang. That, well, the jinx would only be binding if we accidentally said the same word at the same time. It's got the juice. <laughs> it's cone. It's cone. That song plays in my house all the time, usually by just someone singing it. I think there was a week where my wife was just like every night before bed. Have you seen this video before? <laughs> it's a big lump of knobs. Wait, you're not paying attention. It's got the juice. You're like, babe, I've already done seen seen it. it. It's funny. It's so funny. It's so cute. The, the Chipotle, Chipotle was the real winner there, I thought. Yeah, Ch- Chipotle had such a good follow-up video. I have a scripture from uh, Isaiah chapter 27. <gasps> Would you like to go to it together? If you'd like. Um, I'm stealing this from a book that I love. There's a book by a guy Isaiah? who, by the way, his name is literally Frederick Brotherton Mayer. Oh, it's amazing. Can you imagine having a brand new little baby and like you're holding this brand new little baby in the hospital and you're like, I think his middle name should be Brotherton. That's it's like a name that like <laughs> Nate would have made up 
at one point when he was in high school. <laughs> Lee Brotherton. <laughs> just like Nate Porter. Nate Porter is just Nate like. Nate Porter is, was an old T. high school Jan guy. Brotherton. <laughs> 27 or 26 uh, 27 what was it oh yeah he used to call me lee janger lee janger lee janger and <laughs> it's lee janger to and Jan. we would we would have campaigners at his house and he would after campaigners we would play horseball on his pool table and he would always take his shirt off in order to play horseball and he would also also do a 360 before every roll yep so he would be like shirtless, doing a 360, and still just knocking people out the game. Just a, such a ridiculous person. At one point, and actually it still may be the case that um, my daughter Nora's like Oak Ridge High School submitted computer, her background is a picture of Nate um, shirtless riding a llama. <laughs> because that actually happened, and I witnessed it. My goodness. Brotherton. Frederick Brotherton Mayor. It's um, like, it's one of those things when you borrow someone's farm for a farm day. Yeah. You shouldn't have to say, hey, don't ride the llama. Don't ride the llama, please. So you never thought I'd have to say that. And you turn around and there's Nate on a llama. Like, Nate, what are you doing on that llama? Why is your shirt off? Lead your anger. Oh, goodness. Frederick Brotherton Mayer, around the turn of the 20th century, wrote a book called The Present Tense or The Future Tenses of the Blessed Life, where he found just different promises in scripture that have to do with something that God promises to do one day. And um, and this one this was just too good not to share. So I want to share it. This is Isaiah chapter Bring 22. it on, man. Isaiah chapter 27 says this. Um, this is in verse 2. In that day, so he's talking about a future day. Sing about a fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, watch over it. I water it continually. I guard it day and night so that no one may harm it. I'm not angry. And I, like, <laughs> there's just so many cool things about this. When, when F.B. Mayer uh, talked about the scripture in his book, he said that those, that, that those um, verbs, I... Um, about the fruitful vineyard. I watch over it. I water it continually. I guard it day and night. He said that those should be rendered in the future tense. I will keep it. I will water it. I will guard it day and night. Hmm. And what he did with that scripture was such, like, it was such a huge encouragement to my spirit that, like, as I was reading it, I physically felt myself calm down. Like I had, you know, we just have like, you know, we just have the various kinds of normal worries and woes that, that parents have who have a kid in middle school, a kid in high school, a kid in college, um, whether that be their relationships, their friendships, our, the, our financial status, wh whatever the things are, um, like, okay, we've had a kid move out of the house. What kind of friends is she going to make? What is she, if she starts dating some guy that we've never known? You know, it's like, I've always been a young life leader at the high school. My kids go to, it's like, if yeah. you date somebody, I already know them more than you know them. Um, now you're off and you live in a different city, um, almost two hours away. Yeah. And, I don't know anybody over there and what's going to, you know, it's like, so we just have these kind of normal worries and anxieties and, and whoever's listening to this, I don't know what yours are, but as I was reading the chapter that he wrote unfolding these, um, this verse, 
I just felt like it, I physically felt like my heart rate slowed down hmm. because what he said was, he said, um, we oftentimes think that, that our spiritual life, like the health of our spiritual life is 100% up to us. Yeah. Like to cling to the Lord, to do, to make sure that we are the ones growing our faith and growing our relationship with him, that he is up there and we are climbing up to him. And he said, what the Lord is telling us in this verse is like, I am tending this vine. Hmm. I will work and I will water. Yeah. And I will guard. Hmm. Like nobody's stealing any of the grapes and I'm not letting weeds grow up and I'm going to make sure it's irrigated. Yeah. Like I'm going to make sure that fruit grows. I am working hard. I am the farmer here. And the one thing that he said in the process of this, I feel like I'm just doing a book report for the future tenses, but like, you should, uh, it's, yeah. it's just worth it. This book is amazing, but it's been cited on here. Uh, yeah, it ha- definitely has as his other companion work of that one, the present tenses of the blessed life. Yeah. Um, they're both fantastic, but this one thing that he said in there, we're like, you know, like when you're, when somebody's making a point either in a sermon or in, Maybe maybe on here, um, or just like when somebody's talking about a scripture that encouraged them and you're like, you're kind of filtering it through your own problems and worries and stuff like that. And you're like, you're like, all right, all right, convince me, convince me. I want this to be true. Go ahead. You know, keep, take me down the rabbit hole, convince me. And I was kind of in that place as he was unfolding this. And he said this thing, which was, he, he said, the Lord is like, um, a financial investor okay. who has put in his own money into a speculation okay. and he's going to work to make sure that it pays out. Hmm. And he said, but it wasn't finances that he put in. It was his own blood. Hmm. And he was like, he is going to work to make sure that he gets what he wants out of his own bloodshed. Wow. And I was like, Whoa. And it just rocketed me into a place of like, you convinced me. Yeah. You convinced me. I mean, he, you know, he, he goes on to talk about like, now, do we, do we need to exercise faith? Like, yes, of course we do. Do we need to walk with and believe in the Lord? Of course we do. He said, but the, the lion's share of what makes the fruit grow is going to be this promise. The almighty God who shed his own blood for us is saying, I will work this, this land. I will water these plants. Mm. I will guard this fruit that's growing. And it was just so comforting. And it just like, I mean, literally there, there were, and there was a thing that, that set us like set me and Christy to worrying like two and a half hours after we read this, because we actually read it together. And, um, I read it out loud to her, I should say. And, and like immediately she was getting worried about something. I was like, Hey, remember that thing that we read from Isaiah 27? And she was like, Oh yeah. Like he's going, he's going to make sure that he gets the results that he intended out of his own bloodshed. Hmm. That's cool. I like that. It starts off by, I mean, commanding us to sing about it. Like, yeah, that, yeah. I forgot about that part. Sing about a thing, like sing about this thing that's going to happen. In other words, like, tell yourself over and over again it's a positive thing it's a it's going to be a really sweet thing remind yourself that it's coming yeah which i I just 
I think that's a cool, I think it's a cool thought. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I just, I personally want to take more time and think about and sing about and praise the Lord for things that even though I don't like, I, I can't draw them. No movie can depict them, but he promises them. So they're going to come true. I know that. Um, yeah, I, it's like that. Is it the Maverick City song that he's a man of his word? Like he's yeah. saying this is going to happen. It's going to happen. If you said it, we believe right. it. Right. Because historically speaking, if he said it, it's came true. Right. So I don't know. That was just my little nug from that because everything you said was too good. That's cool. Spot I on. Just, I just, I stole it from Frederick Brotherton <laughs> Mayor. I, now I'll never picture that guy without thinking of Nate Porter. Thanks to you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, Nate's a great memory. I have so many. I enjoy. I have so Nate. many things that are flying into my brain yeah. about Nate Porter right now. I, mine, I just, you know how like when you think of somebody, you have your like standard. This is the outfit they're in when you think of them. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. ever, have you ever thought about that? Like the, the what now? This is the clothes this person is wearing when oh. I think of this wow. person. Interesting. Yeah, like if you, I've like, never thought about that before. Oh, dude. I mean, now you will not. Also, like. Because when I close my eyes and I, if I imagine Nate Porter, it's not that he doesn't have a shirt on. It's that he's got some type of like Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned. And that's always what it is for me. <laughs> and like flip flops. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's one of these people that like, he constantly is living as though he is physically on the beach right now. Yes. Even though he's not. Yeah. He's and in his, class. His facial, all of his, all of his actions depict and, and you know. His continents, all of it is. I'm at the beach. Yeah, yeah, and I think right now he's in like culinary school. Yeah, in North is. Carolina or something. He's probably shirtless at culinary school. Yeah. <laughs> that bacon grease is gonna burn you. <laughs> and then he's just like, <laughs> uh, Luke four. Okay, I warned y'all. You will heed my warning. We oh. will. We will be in Luke. Heed my warning. It will, we will be in Luke often over the next year. I, I don't I don't promise that we're going to be in it every week, but it's going to happen. And sadly, well, not sadly. This is a good refresher. There, I have, there are people I know who I lead a Bible study of who listen to this podcast, so this is going to sound familiar to them because we just looked at this. But there's a part of this that jumped out to me. I, I've talked about this before, and I think a lot of people feel the same way in certain places. A lot of times you get to a place in the scriptures that you know and you know well, you already you already have what is going to stand out to you. Right. It's hard for me to not read Luke 4 and not think of Evie Hill saying, hit him. <laughs> you got to hit him. Hit him. Just like, it's hard It's hard for me to not think, oh yeah, I need to remember that like when Satan's poking at me, I need to be able to shoot it down with some scripture. So just as some to set some context, Edward Victor Hill was a pastor in in the Watts community of Los Angeles back in the 80s and 90s. He's now in heaven, but, um, and uh, let's see, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Um, he's now in heaven, but he gave a sermon one time at a conference and, and quoted th- this scripture, either this scripture or the one in Matthew 4, yeah. and, um, and, and talked about how, the way that Jesus, um, 
dealt with the temptation of Satan was that he had a bunch of scripture memorized. Yeah. And he was able to, he was able to shoot down lies by literally what Evie Hill said, hitting the devil with the word. There you go. As he said. Okay. So I'm, 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 there's something else that stood out to me this time that I'm Carry interested on. in. I just, I just want to put it on front street for everybody. That's my goal. Okay. Jesus full of the Holy spirit left the Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. We, we then go on to see a few more places where Satan tempts him. And you know, I, when you read this, it says for 40 days he was tempted. And correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like the, the, the few that we get to see are implied that they're at the end of it, the specific right. ones that we see. Yeah. And that was the bit I wanted to like think about this time and just make clear to people because I needed it to be clear to me is that uh, Satan came to Jesus at a very opportune time for Satan. And that was the idea that Jesus was uh, hungry. He was yeah. tired. Isolated. Isolated and lonely. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, if we want to even dive deeper before this, like before this happened, he was at a very like, you know, what for me as a human would have been after my baptism, I would feel like, man, I am like flying high and nobody can touch me. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know where the like, human and fully God of Jesus comes into play there. I'm just thinking for me personally, right? Like coming off of a very impactful spiritual moment, like stir all that together and somewhere in there, there's a recipe for a crack in the door for Satan to sneak in. Yeah. All those things add up in my life today. Uh, like physically speaking, when I am hungry, I can become unguarded when I have certain, uh, you know, when my emotions are at different various places, whether that is very high, like I'm buzzing. A lot of times my guard is down. If I am very low, my guard is deflected to other places. And there's it, like, when I am alone or isolated, especially for me, that is a train wreck just for my personality. Right. For other people in this room, they very much enjoy that. Easy. That was a kindness to you. I was not trying to be a slight Tomboy likes the people. Lee likes to recharge by himself. We are different in that case. I keep waiting for you to whisper something else about me into the to the people. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but I, all this is to say, like, if you if you were being honest, like, it, it may be worthwhile for you to think about these things for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Where are some places where in my life I know. Like if I'm being honest and it may take a lot of vulnerability, it may talk, may take speaking to somebody who knows you as well as you know yourself um, or knows you better in ways or whatever has a different angle on your life um, and say like, Hey, where do you see this in me? Um, and that may come out differently than what I'm saying, but like, I think it's worth knowing and thinking about in our life, not resonating on, not being the highlight of, but at least being aware of we have an enemy he doesn't want things to go well for us. He likes to mess with us. He's pretty good at it. I mean, like, it, like I've heard it said before that he's, you know, he has a few tricks. He's really good at those tricks. Yeah. And according to this, he knows the scriptures. And like, right. we should know better than anybody at this point in the world. The scriptures can be made to say and said how people want them to say. Yep. And they can sound 
appealing. That does not mean that's what they mean. That's not mean that's not how they're necessarily meant to be said at all times. Um, but I just wanted to I, like it stood out to me in a different way than it normally would this time, and I was thankful for that. I, I don't like as much as I like those moments where I'm like, I know what I'm about to get here. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I didn't know that because I kind of want this to be fresh and shiny. Yeah. And when I can get to a place where I can, you know, set aside my thing and say, I'm going to read this with a, a fresher perspective and something else stands out to me. It's always really cool. And, and as I was going through and looking through this particular piece of scripture, I was thinking about it. Just the idea that there was, you know, Satan did what he did when he did it for a reason. It was it, by all accounts in human world. If you dropped me, just me, Thomas in a desert, had me go without food for 40 days, had me go without people for 40 days. Sheesh. Um, and then Satan showed up and said what he said. I would be toast. Right. Like, but that, that's not, that's probably not gonna happen in my life. Right. Like I'm like, I personally would love to live off the grid somehow, but also with people and thrive off the land. Like all those, <laughs> all those are things that are somehow appealing to me. Um, and Leah's woodpeckering right now, which is an affectionate term of a thing my wife has created. Um, but I don't know. I remember I lost my train of thought. I, I would just say like there are, okay, that's probably not going to happen, but there are things in my daily life that I need to be aware of. Like, Hey, I'm vulnerable. My guard is down. Yeah. It's shifted some other direction. Yep. Whatever that is, my emotions are off the charts. So it leaves cracks for Satan to come in and tell me lies. Whatever that case may be, I just think it's worth knowing in our human life. And I think as I'm saying this, there's probably things churning in the listener's head of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I know that. Well, even if you don't, I think the, I really like this point that you're making. And the thing I was going to add is, even if you feel like I don't necessarily know what my kind of temptation triggers would be, um, like work backwards. Like the next time that you really screw up, because by the way, you will, um, you'll, you'll have something where you hurt somebody's feelings or you really just, you know, I mean, you, I think it's a really dangerous thing when, when, if a Christian looks at themselves and is like, yeah, I can't really remember the last time I really sinned or something like that. It's like, start asking people. You're super unaware of yourself. Yeah, start, start asking some people. You, you are not there yet. Right. Um, so I, I think I think you once said in a sermon, yeah. if it's been more than a week since you've last said sorry, you're late somewhere. Yeah, you're you're, you're missing late. it somewhere. You're late somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And so that like so the next time you really step in it, take a second before you beat yourself up about it. Take a second and work backwards and say like, wait a minute, why was my guard down? Why was my why was my shield low? Why was my vulnerability exposed? And then you might be able to see like, oh yeah, I am really exhausted. Or like, it could be something as simple as like, man, I've, I've had like a, a sinus infection this week. I'm literally sick. Mm. Like, it's not just that my immune system's down. My spiritual immune system is down. Or like, Ooh, I like know, that. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm whatever, whatever the thing is. Like when you really step in it, work backwards and get to know yourself better. Yeah. So that the next time that you're in that situation, you know how to pray for yourself a little bit more. And I was going to, th- mm. I had one more thought about this scripture, which is, it, one of the easiest things in the world for, I know it's true for me, I know it's true for you. Who, me? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think it's true for a lot of people is the very fact that we get tempted to do something wrong, whether or not we do it, 
um, makes us feel like we, we are bad. Hmm, yeah. Oh, that is true. For me. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's super true of Thomas. <laughs> um, it's definitely, it's definitely true of me some too, but it's definitely true of you. And, um, and the thing that I want to say about this is temptation and sin are not the same thing. And before you start feeling guilty about being tempted, um, you need to realize that the whole reason we're looking at this scripture is because literally Jesus Christ was tempted for 40 days. Yeah, Hebrews 4 says he was, Satan he was tempted in every way. And in that way, he yeah. can empathize with us, which that's is right. so cool. Exactly. And so that's all, all that to say, just because you're, tempta- just because you're tempted to, to sin doesn't mean that you have anything to feel bad about. Yeah. And it's like, are you going to, are you going to give into that sometimes and screw up? Sure you are. But the fact that you were tempted in that thing does not mean that you're bad. And, mm. and in fact, it, Jesus was tempted. So yeah. relax. Don't, don't let yourself be, you know, pulled down into guilt over the fact that you have been tempted in some way. Mm. And when you do step in it, when you do mess up, try to mentally work backwards and find out what your vulnerability was. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, you will definitely come up with patterns. And yes. then you'll break those and yes. others, others will form. Yes. But it's just part of it. It's part of our walk. Yeah. I mean, you know, and some people have, it's like some people have patterns that like, there's a lot of human patterns that are like, you can map out. It's like this kind of a person is going to react this sort of way. There's just, there's, there's just things that fit into certain molds. Yeah. There are certain patterns that, and behaviors that some people have that you're like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like that one, there's that one guy that plays uh, college football that like puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Huh? Ugh. Uh, uh, like, can you? How would you take something that's such a gift from the Lord, yeah, and destroy it with something that is like it's it's sin and food form. Oh, God. mayonnaise is sin and food form. That's what it is. Have you ever watched someone make mayonnaise? No. <laughs> Well, can you imagine putting it in your coffee? That's just a weird, like, I can't remember that guy or what, what terrible school he plays for, but like, I, can't, I don't remember what he played for Louisville. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It, I think it is uh, one of those yeah. schools in Kentucky, but like, he's not good enough to play for Louisville. So it is. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Louisville's had some really good QBs. Really good. Um, yeah, but like that, you know, not everybody has like super weird patterns, like putting mayonnaise in your coffee, but yeah, guys, thanks for listening. My name's Lee. <laughs> Can you imagine putting me? You just went. <laughs> oh, just desecrating a cup of coffee. Uh, oh, Man. my only hope is that it's like that. It's like bottom basement, like like Holiday Inn. Next morning, you know, continental breakfast coffee. <sighs> That would be one of those things where, like, you were reaching in the fridge at 4 a.m. and you thought you grabbed creamer and you accidentally put mayonnaise in. And you're like, oh, that's kind of good. <laughs> it's the only thing I can imagine where you figured that out. Oh, gosh. I'm Thomas. Thanks for listening. This has been Agent New. Why am I broken? Why am I in need of such repair? Words you have spoken. Always seem to be so hard to hear Lord, am I hopeless? Why does it seem like no one really cares? I'm tired of loneliness I 
need someone to help me now I'm scared And oh my heavy heart weighing me down God give me a new start or I'll surely drown Seem 